Here's one from the vaults. I actually didn't even remember this story until I was sharing it with a friend of mine today. Actually, a friend who I just met who doesn't know about my histoire in Palm Springs or otherwise. Anyway, we were talking, and he asked me if I was going out to Hunter's on Friday. Jokingly, he knew that because since the pandemic, I don't go out, and I rather like it like that. But he was joking because he knows that I don't go. And he said he was going. And I said, well, even if I chose to go to Hunter's, Hunter's is a gay dance bar in Palm Springs, by the way, I wouldn't be able to get in because I'm banned for life. And he started to chuckle a little bit, thinking that I was joking. And I told him, no, I actually am banned for life. And this was like seven years ago that all this stuff went down. And so I launched into the convoluted saga of how it all came about. And I'm going to try to explain it here in this podcast, because I think not only is it part of my existence, but I think it's actually quite humorous from a weird standpoint. Anyway, I moved to Palm Springs about 11 years ago. I lived here for about a year and really didn't know anybody except for my ex-friend Michael who decided that, you know, after a year he didn't want anything to do with me anymore, which was perfectly fine with me. And so one day I decided to take myself on a date And I thought, where would I go? Why not go to the theater? To see musical theater. Because after all, I wouldn't know anybody, but I would be around like-minded people. And what queer doesn't like musical theater? And they were playing Xanadu. So I went. And before the show started, this entourage of individuals entered the theater looking for their seats. And I don't remember how we struck up the conversation, but we talked, and as it turns out, it was a gaggle of Palm Springs drag queens, one of which was Jersey Shore. We struck up a conversation and it took off from there. Little did I know that behind me, someone stumbled as they were getting into their seat and I turned around and made a joke about it. It was the up and coming Marina Mac. That was baby Marina Mac back then. Now. She's just it, or at least it in her own mind, I jokingly say. 
Anyway, Jersey and I became friends after that, fast friends, actually. And we started hanging out. Jersey was doing shows at Azul. And I was going to support. And I got deeper and deeper into the drag world. Ah, this is probably a story of caution just as much as it is a story of me living to tell. Anyway, in the drag world, there's a lot of drama and a lot of protocol. I had heard of this drag queen called Jayla D. Fox. Jersey hated Jayla D. Fox. I really didn't know why in the very beginning. But as it turns out, according to history, Jersey had a show at Hunter's. Somehow, some way, according to Jersey, Jayla came in and stole the show from Jersey. So now Jayla had a show called Flamboyance at Hunter's. And apparently Jersey was out in the cold. This all happened before I even met Jersey. So I only had Jersey's word. And so Jersey hated Jayla and thereby association with Jersey, I needed to hate Jayla as well, even though I'd never met Jayla. Okay, so I hated Jayla, didn't know her, but she done my Jersey wrong, so that was enough for me. Then, lo and behold, if I'm getting the timing right, somewhere along the line, I went to Hunter's for the drag show, and it was Jayla's flamboyance drag show. And I met Jayla D. Fox, a.k.a. Jason. And I rather liked him slash her. And so we started hanging out. And to this day, let me skip ahead just to not bore you with all the details in between. Jayla D. Fox, a.k.a. Jason, is my person in life. Now let me jump back again. Okay, so then the drama ensued because Jason, a.k.a. Jayla, and I were hanging out. Jersey got mad at me because I was hanging out with Jayla and I wasn't supposed to do that. Maybe I was breaking some kind of drag code or, you know, it wasn't bro code, it was drag code or queen code or something like that. But anyway, apparently, according to Jersey, that's what I was doing. But guess what? It's my life and I can kind of sort of do what I want to do. Well, as Jason slash Jayla and I became better acquainted, all of a sudden we were considered to be in a relationship, which for all intents and purposes we were. 
Then it became known around town that because Jalen and I were in a relationship, I automatically became a drag husband. Because when you're in a relationship with a drag queen, that's what you automatically become, is a drag husband. I hate that. And I fought it. And I realized I'm not... I. I'm not going to fight it because it's just expending more energy and I'm not going to change anybody's mind because within the drag community I was a drag husband and that was the end of that. But what I didn't realize was drag husbands are supposed to keep their mouths shut. They're supposed to be seen and not heard. Not this drag husband. So. It was early on in the relationship with Jayla, so I didn't really know all the ins and outs, but apparently there was something a brewing at Hunter's at Jayla's last, well, I didn't know it was her last. Maybe I did, but I didn't know what it meant. Show. And that night, I was given a bunch of roses and on cue I can't remember what the cue was I was supposed to walk up to the stage and give Jayla the bunch of roses I thought I can handle that so apparently the show went on Jayla came out for her last number she did Madonna's song Take a Bow and I love that song the show was over Take a Bow little did I know that that was Jason slash Jayla's way of letting the crowd and hunters know that she was turning in her, rec uh, her um, resignation she had provided a letter to management at Hunter's. I was to go up there and give her the bunch of roses. Now I introduce another character to the story. Rusty Waters, who was in Jayla's show. And all I could see was Rusty Waters' shocked face. Anthony, the bartender's shocked face, who I later realized was best friends with Rusty Waters. And I felt very sad and sorry for Rusty because I thought, oh, they're doing something mean to her. As it turns out, Jayla had written a letter to management turning her show over to Rusty but was leaving and for some reason to this day I don't understand it Hunters was mad at Jayla didn't want anything to do with her and me by association as the drag husband so a little time went by 
I was still able, Jayla and I were still able to go um, dance at Hunter's if we wanted to. In the meantime, another bar opened up across the street called Chill Bar. And Jayla actually got a show of her own over at Chill Bar. Somewhere along the line, Hunters decided one night when Jayla and I walked in there that they were going to escort Jayla out and she was banned from coming in there. Convoluted, I told you. Don't understand why. But for some reason, I was still allowed in. Not that I really wanted to. And, and really, not that I ever did after that. But it was very odd. So time went by. Jayla had her show at Chill. I would go to Chill Bar. Somehow, some way, Anthony, remember him? He was the the bartender, the bestest friend of Rusty Waters, who had her show and everything seemed to be going along fine. Rusty didn't have a problem with me that I knew of. But on this night, Anthony came in and confronted Jayla and said that Rusty, because apparently, not apparently, I knew, at Hunter's, they had this thing where you could send an Instagram and there was a runner, a digital runner around the bar. You know, so people could send messages through Instagram and it would be projected on this runner, like a ticker tape or something like that. And so apparently Anthony confronted Jayla and told her that I had sent a message via Instagram for the runner, the ticker tape, that said, Anthony, why don't you go kill yourself? Odd, right? Okay, so let's carry on. Jayla slash Jason asked Anthony to show him the proof. Anthony said, I have the proof, but I don't have it on me. And he kept maintaining that story for actually a couple of years after that. Now, four or five years have gone by since then, and Anthony has never been able to show the proof. Why? Because it never happened. But apparently Rusty Waters told Anthony that she saw that Anthony went to the owner of Hunter's, a lazy lesbian, everybody knows it, not saying anything out of school. And so then not only was Jayla banned from Hunter's, but I was banned for life. And not only were Jayla and I banned for life, but they posted eight by 10 pictures of our mugs in the employee's lounge so that if we were to step foot in there, we would be kindly or not so kindly escorted out. Somehow down the line, 
Jayla and Rusty made up, for lack of a better way to put it. They're not friends, but they made up. And if Jayla wants to go to Hunter's, she's allowed in there to cohabitate with Rusty and the rest of them, and she's not banned. But Rusty Waters distinctly told Jayla, Mark is never allowed to come in here again. Why, I don't know. But such is life. And so this is the story that I told my neighbor when he said, do you want to go with me to Hunter's tonight? Seven or so years later from the initial happening. And, he, and all he could say to me was, well, I'm living next door to royalty. You're famous. And I said, well, I think it's more infamous in Palm Springs. But it was kind of neat, a story that I forgot to share, that I thought I would share tonight on Live to Tell 2.0.